is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, we're doing it. That's what we're doing today. All right, everybody, welcome to Schaefer Baseball Report Friday edition. Uh, Todd Friedman, Andrew Zyke, and me. I'm here too. So, uh, listen, we got a great guest coming on a little bit later. Yep. Uh, Mike McGuire, somebody you played for. That's right. Uh, been a head coach for a lot of a uh, lot of years. Been in a lot of different places. Has actually done Division uh, Division Two JUCO, and uh, and is uh, the head coach at USC Upstate. So excited yep. to bring him on. Coach Coached me at Winthrop, yeah, and he also coached at Moorhead. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. so we got uh, – so when we come on, I'll give – I'll lay it out where he's been and what he's done. He's an act, actually uh, played at Akron. Yes. Um, so I got little ties there with Rick Rembelak uh, going there Ray. after he's uh, he was at Kent and all that. Remy. So um, – but uh, first and foremost, MLB standings in the National League Central. Let's see. What did I say? Wait I said – Wait three weeks. Wait three weeks. Brewers. <laughs> Pirates one game back, realistically. Cubs eleven and seven. Oh, St. Louis Cardinals eleven eight and eleven. Well, that's that's why it's nineteen games in out of one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. Right. Listen, I'm wait. A COVID may hit tomorrow, brother, and we got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and the season ends. Come back, come and, back se- and have at us, man. Starting, yeah. 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 If you look at that division, I cannot see. I mean, listen, I love what the Pirates are doing right now. I can't see them in it. Hey, did you end. expect Atlanta to win the World Series? Atlanta has the pieces. I mean, they but spend they money. Wild card going yeah. in, and then you know, they run the table. That's I mean, true. That's true. You know, so listen. okay. Look, we converted the Bambino all today. in, all yeah, in. Yeah, that's uh, So that's my gift. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My gift from because now I'm a National yeah. League Pirates. That's right. Man. I'm sporting. I'm all in. That's I'm right. Well, that's League. well. Mr. Allen must have gave it to you. Well, he did. He brought. Yeah, yeah okay. we uh, we met at Old Mecklenburg Brewery the other day. Excellent. They watch and they want to see. Yeah, of course. Because we, we did a blackout for McCutcheon. McCutcheon's yeah. having a good year, man. Yeah, he's you know. Listen, uh, you know he's he still looks great. I mean, I mean, at that age, you would think physically you start to decline a little bit, but I mean, he looks fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think you know. Looking at it physically, I think you know you lose steps. You know, my my last year was it was hard, right? Yeah. So I was I was thirty four, getting ready to turn thirty five, and. You know, just you know, balls up the middle or something like that. That first step quickness wasn't there. Right. The flexibility, flexibility, the the injuries lasted a little bit longer than you know, and not injuries, but getting dinged up. You play, sure. you know, you play that long of a season, or you play, you know, professionally for fourteen years. You know, you got things that never go away. Like I wake up every morning, like knees and shoulders, yeah. and they still aren't going away. Well, it's pretty impressive since that happened to me at twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Matt could probably tell you that too. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I appreciate that. So. Yeah. Um, high school season winding, winding, yeah. winding into the uh, it's getting close to the end. I mean, it's kind That's of right. funny who's chasing whatever. Um, there's some good talent out there. We've yeah. seen some, we've seen some, we've seen, you know, what you know, it's nice like the pitching kind of goes high and low, right? The left handed arms this year have been pretty darn good. Yeah. I mean, you just look in our area, the Charlotte, Mecklenburg, York yeah. County area. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of talent. I mean, you can see why a lot of these kids are going to the top division one schools. Uh, it even the draft. I mean, at this point, I mean, and yeah, I'm lucky. McCoy, to, they're all over McCoy. Well, I'm, I'm lucky. You know, I help out with them. Right. Uh, you know, I work with their hitters and, you know, you got three kids right there that are top flight division one or yeah. more pitchers with, you know, obviously Glover, uh, Mullen and McCoy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And McCoy, you know, talk about how much he's gained the last year or two. Yeah. 
I mean, it's tremendous. Well, to me, the body's filled out. He, oh yeah, he, he definitely looks the part. Oh no, no, um, yeah, hundred percent. You know, he's he's you know he's a twitchy athlete. Yep. Um, and you know, by the way, he's an athlete. You know, and he, listen, it, it, there's still a lot to learn. You know, I mean, sure, this is, you know, the, pro, the projection on kids is interesting, and that's you know part of when we talk to Mac too is you know you know projecting on portal guys or projecting on high school guys or projecting on juco guys because you know Mac coached the juco so that's i'm a juco fan i really yeah. believe that's a great avenue for for high school kids now because you know two reasons we're talking about the draft less rounds right so right. not as many high school kids are going to go they they minimize the number of minor league teams so you know the guys that they're going to go after in the draft are going to be college guys that are kind of battle tested that have a chance to move quick Right. And if you don't move quick, you're gone. The years of somebody playing, you know, like Steve Springer, for instance, played 11 years in AAA. Right. That's gone. You know, yeah. the, you know, move they, on. Right. Yeah, that's it. And it, and it's not so, you know, the, the baseball, you know, the, the baseball minds or the baseball lifers are not the guys running these organizations anymore. They're push button guys. Right. Sure. So, you know, okay. Didn't, didn't check off all the boxes. See you later. And not giving a guy a chance to go you know, yeah. down the road. I mean, we've, we've talked about this Shafe and Andrew about, you know, how the analytics have taken over really the back office of, of baseball where, you know, there's gotta be a, a, a really, you know, a, a synergy with both, you know, on the field and the analytics. It can't just be one way or the other. And I'm glad a lot of the rules they put in, you know, with the shifts and and certain things. Yeah. I, I that's the part of the analytics that I like because now it helps the game a little bit, you know. And it so shows you like the shift. I the non shift. I like the non. I don't. I don't. Want I don't the like the shift. No, no, I don't want the shift. No, no, I don't want the shift. And I like the the throw over rule where it gives guys ability to run and yeah. you know, because listen, the the running game has been completely dismissed in baseball yeah. the last ten years. Well, that, I, I, it helps with the pitch clock too. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, one of my friends is like, oh, I don't like the pitch clock at all. It's rush. I'm like, yeah, but you think about it. Every other sport has a clock. Even golf has a clock. Yeah. So you have to play yeah. a hole in certain yeah. amount of minutes. Right. Even golf has a clock. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna get more strokes on my game now. And that's all I need, dude. That <laughs> got just skyrocketed. Just skyrocketed. But you know, it's interesting. You know, but there's there's moments of greatness that you can't let that trickle into the game, right? So we went down. We went down. Andrew and I and Dylan went down to the World Baseball Classic. Yep. Right to see the final game. Phenomenal. Otani comes out on the pitch clock because they don't have a pitch clock in in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. But if they had the pitch clock, the 20 second pitch clock. He exceeded the number every single pitch. Hmm. I mean, he's made the adjustment, obviously. But here's but, his yeah. moment, right? Here's his moment yeah. with, you know, two of the greatest players possibly in the history of the game. You're going to go down with Trout and Otani. And you're going to – Call a ball or a strike. Sorry, you know, you're going to stop and you're going to point to your watch, you know. Oh, I, 100%. You know, you know what we don't hear? You know what we don't hear much about is the the uh, the expanded bases. Yeah, I mean, listen again. That's that. I don't understand why that that doesn't trickle down the college and and amateur ball because you know I kind of like it. I mean, if you're not going to do the neighborhood rule, you might as well make the base bigger. That makes sense. I mean, the neighborhood rule was great as a middle infielder yeah. growing up because yeah. I never you never touched the. So base. I, I think they yeah. made a mistake in the bases and they should have gone to the, the you know the double base at first base. Right, that I would have yeah. done. And, yep. and get rid of the line, get rid of the inside of that. That that I don't even sure. know. That rule is like it's it's just it makes no sense because guys swinging their first step is in that direction anyway. Correct. You know, so you got to veer and go. So I, I never, uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that part. The bases, I haven't even heard anything. No about one, it. No, nothing, not, not a thing. Yeah. So you know, that's uh, that was just kind of a, a visual thing for a true, true, you know, you know, baseball fans looking out there and seeing this pizza box instead of a, uh, right. you know, instead of a. Uh, you know, a base that we we grew up on. Exactly. Um, you know, but there's so many rules along the way that have that have 
that have changed. You know, I, I listen, my, all my years, man, you know, playing the middle infield, guys were gunning for you, right? They're going to take you out. And that was a big play, man. You Huge. can break up a double play and a ball yeah. gets thrown away. And, you know, next thing you know, tie game or men in scoring position or, you know, the, the inning stays alive because of that. Um, you know, and a guy is obviously, you know, I got pictures of myself, you know, leg whipping people, but yeah. I was, I was attacked too. So if I got right. on first base, sometimes I'm like, man, please hit a ground ball. You know, I need some flesh on my, on you're attack spike. mode. You're, you're that type of guy. Nah, no, what is, I, yeah. Where's that video on YouTube where you see this, this little guy <laughs> trying to fight everybody. You want to see the, the video where I spent 28 days in anger management, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm better now. Uh, right. Andrew? That's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm better now. <laughs> sure. I, I am so better now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's but it. Uh, no, so it's it's exciting. It's fun to watch. You know, the, the college, yeah. how the teams are shaking out. Uh, you know, Scott Bradley is a friend of mine. I like to, uh, it's fun to see Scott after a season like he had last year, win some big games, yeah. play some, right. you know, I, I you know, and I want to ask Mac when we get on about the RPI, you know, yep. you know, you know, how do you set that schedule? And it, it's important because I keep, you know, I keep looking at the ratings of RPIs and, you know, one of the things that last year when uh, College of Charleston, you know, yeah. made their run at CAA, it was kind of considered a powder puff schedule. So, you know, what, you know, what does that do for the team? What does that do for the rankings? Listen, in the, at the end of the day in baseball, you know, it's completely separate from like, if you look at NCAA softball, NCAA softball, every team that makes a tournament or at large is a power five school. Yeah. There's, there's mid majors in baseball that are ranked yeah. and that can get at large bid. So you want to be able to have a, a tough enough schedule to Look be able to at the end. Of, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, no, and, and, and Mac, I mean, for yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. the perfect example. Campbell. I mean, I mean, you look at Campbell. Campbell's fifteenth no, in the country. Coastal, you had Stony yeah, Brook there, right? I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, this part of the, listen. If you if you can recruit, right, you're going to find athletes. You know, I mean, because you know, again, it's it's how, how do you get how do you get through the general population? Right. There's a lot of players in the general population that can play a high the highest level in this game. College, collegially right mm -hmm. they just don't always get there because there's only so many roster spots correct okay and then and a lot of these schools will just focus on certain organizations and go pluck out of that and then you fill it up but man i, I love the parody in college baseball I it's do. great i mean it's and i you know what i love i love espn plus man best it's the best it's awesome so it, it, I, man yeah. it, my couch and i have become the best of yeah. friends on weekends so. oh it's it's great yeah. even but, at uh, night and weeknights yeah. weeknight so, games yeah, yeah. Mid, midweek games yeah. so great. all right well let's uh let, let's uh let's bring on uh mike mcguire and, uh... <laughs> there he is how we doing guys good all to right. see you so let me do a little bit of an introduction before uh first of all the field looks phenomenal yeah. back there great wow. job on that um well i know, appreciate we, that yeah, we people don't realize what it takes to do that, but uh, you know, we go out there and we play in the fall. You know, we'll play we play tournaments there, and yeah. you know, everybody lets things die out the rye and the Bermuda, and you know, but you know, you see these fields they pop when it comes oh, yeah. time. And, no, uh, it's it's history. So good job on that. So our guest Mike Mike McGuire, he is now the head coach at USC Upstate. He's been there for a few years now. Uh, former catcher, which always seems to make better managers other than shortstops. <laughs> wink, wink, McGuire. Well, I was I was an infielder at one point, but you know, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, at one point, couldn't couldn't so. run out of couldn't run out of sight in three days. So you know, you get moved behind the plate. You know, lost a lateral movement. There you yeah, go. but uh, interesting. So you know, I didn't know that you played at Akron. I got connections at Akron. Um, uh, Rick Rambolek, that was the head coach at Kent, and then went to Wake Forest, and then mm -hmm. went back to coach. Uh, was the head coach at Akron. Then they pulled the plug again. Mm -hmm. And now they're, they're back at it. But uh, Remy was my first roommate in pro ball mm -hmm. and is the godfather of my oldest daughter. So uh, okay. I got some ties to Akron. But then you end up in South Carolina uh, mm -hmm. to finish your playing career. Um, 
But head coach, head coach at Lander, head coach at Lewisburg. So Lander D2, Lewisburg, yep. Juco, uh, D1 head coach at, at uh, Moorhead, USC Upstate, D1 head coach, and associate head coach at, at Winthrop when you were there. And that's when, yep. um, you know, uh, Todd was there. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's so many different things here. And you heard us talking in the beginning. Help us, help us with the RPI. And, and, yeah. and moving forward and how you guys, who sets that schedule? And, and, you know, I mean, you have your standards, you guys that you've known for a long time that, you know, I know that there's like, a, there's gotta be some like accommodation to friends in the game to a point like, yeah, we'll play right. you guys this week, whatever, but give us, give everybody the oversight on that for us, please. Well, it's you know, for us, I do the scheduling and every program's a little bit different and we don't have the, the built in RPI in our league. So, you know, if you play in the SEC, ACC, you're going to get a lot of good RPI points just by who you play on the weekend in your conference. For us, we've got to go outside our conference schedule and schedule good quality competition. And I think there's a balancing act there, you know, for a, for a mid-major especially. You know, you want to schedule tough, but you don't want to overschedule too. Uh, you, it can kind of go both ways. I think you see a lot of mid-majors that play – two or three or four power five games. Uh, I think we have eight on our schedule this year, but that also, in addition to that, we also played a three game series at Troy. Who's a last I checked was 35th in RPI. Uh, and, you know, I think next year I've got 10 power five games on my schedule. So, uh, you know, we, I think we schedule more aggressively than some, but the RPI, you're kind of at the mercy too, because the schedule's made a couple years out in advance, and you might get somebody on the schedule that you think's going to be pretty good, but then you know they get a have a player get hurt, player leave, coach a coaching change. Next thing you know, somebody that was a a seventy RPI two years ago is a a two hundred RPI two years later. So it, it there's an, it's an inexact science for sure. So, so for you guys to to, to advance to regionals, um, number one is win the conference, right? Yeah. That's 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 always been the scenario. Um, and then two, based on, then it comes down to RPI at that point, right? Outside of the, you know how tough is the schedule, what, the record and the RPI. Am I right or am I wrong on that one? Yeah, I think the record and the RPI, and we go into every season. Uh, you know, I don't want to put all our eggs in that basket of the last weekend of May playing, you know, winning that tournament. I think you try to schedule yourself in a, in a way that, uh, you know, if you go out and have a good season and you got a good record at the end of the year that you put yourself in the, in the conversation for an at large bid. Uh, I don't think I'm doing my job. If, if at the end of the regular season, we're 43 and 12 and we're not under consideration for an at-large bid. Right. You know, it tells me if that's the case, then I didn't schedule very – I didn't challenge our team. And that's not why these kids came here. Uh, that's not the premise that we recruited them under. So we're going to schedule uh, competitively, and uh, and you are at the mercy of, uh, you know, the numbers sometimes. But, sure. you know, and, and I, I, way I look at it is if we don't have the – regular season that we're hoping to have uh, and we're not in contention for an at-large at the end of the regular season. Well, we know, we know we've got to win that, uh, go win that tournament. And, uh, and we should be battle tested because we've played a good schedule. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it, uh, I think it, uh, it's a win-win on both sides. And as a mid-major, 
there's a lot to be gained by beating Clemson or beating South Carolina oh, yeah. or beating North Carolina or, or whoever it may be. I, ju- I just think, uh, you know, you can't gain, gain that notoriety and you can't beat them if you don't schedule them. And well, I've never been one to back down from it. It's yeah. nice as you know where you sit in the country. I mean, you got SEC and ACC schools right. around us, and that, yeah, you know, we're that, very that helps fortunate. With the travel part too. Yeah, I mean, we play we play South Carolina and Clemson both twice a year, uh, once at their place, and uh, our home game is at Floor Field. Uh, they're in Greenville, which is a phenomenal ballpark to play in, and uh, it's yeah. nice to play in front of a big crowd there. I mean, they always have more orange or. or or garnet black, <laughs> you know, they're not wearing our green, but you know, we know it, but we get to bat last, you know, that doesn't happen very often against the power five. You get to bat last. So, yeah. uh, you know, as baseball men, you know, we know that's worth a lot some days. So, yeah. uh, and you know, we play Georgia pretty much every year. Um, and, uh, you know, Georgia tech, we've played consistently. So you got a lot of people around you that, uh, close proximity that, it's not hard to, to schedule tough. Uh, you know, certainly uh, you can look up and say, whoo, I overschedule here. Uh, it's a pretty challenging schedule. And I look at our schedule next year and it's like, you know, I hope I didn't bite off more than we could chew, but it's yeah. a pretty good, yeah. it's a pretty good schedule. But that, but that it's also a recruiting tool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think kids, I think kids, you know, like next year, for example, we open up at home with uh, we got Kentucky here for a three game series. Oh wow! You know, and then we've got uh, you know the the Georgia, the South Carolina, the Clemson's on our schedule. We go to we go to Coastal next year for a double midweek, uh, which I mean that's not Power Five, but it's pretty darn close to it. You know, and uh, I mean, so you know, you, we have some games that I think jump out on the schedule as like that's going to be pretty challenging. Yeah, watch out for Wilmington next year, baby. Yeah. Well, we don't have that. It's a little hard to get to Wilmington. So uh, <laughs> Randy and I have talked uh, last year about potentially meeting somewhere in the middle when we were both looking for a game. But uh, Hey, come come right here. We'll host yeah, it. Yeah, that'd yeah, be well. great. That'd be great. <laughs> That's fu- Well, no, it, it's funny because, you know, and, and we're talking 25 years ago when I was being recruited. But the one thing I loved about Winthrop is that we played SEC, ACC teams regularly. And then obviously 2001, we won 48 games and finished top 25 in RPIs because we played so many good teams. I mean, kids nowadays need to be looking at that, right? They want to play against good competition, you know, going out and and playing, you know, not inferior, that's not the right word, but, you know, you want to be as competitive as possible. And and obviously Mac has always done that and that's, and that's great. But Mac, we're going to talk a little bit more about recruiting, but I want to kind yeah. of ask about your current team at this mm-hmm. point. And we, we, we've spoken a couple of times about you've faced a litany of injuries. Um, how do you maneuver around that? And how do you, you know, look at it going forward? Uh, you know, it, it's been a challenge. Uh, you know, this is my fourth year here. I, I went into the year. This is the deepest and most talented team I've had here. And I've had a couple of good teams. Uh, you know, I lost my starting catcher third game of the season uh you know who was hitting in the four hole opening day so obviously i thought he was a pretty good hitter uh you know i mean since then i've lost my uh my uh dh who was a freshman all-american last year as a as a pitcher slash dh he was also closing for us had a win and a save and didn't uh and hadn't given up an earned run yet this year when he went down um you know, for the year. And so, you know, there's two big bats immediately that were out pretty quickly. Uh, my center fielder fouled a ball off his shin at against Clemson on February 28th. And he still has not played since and is probably done for the year at a, 
had a uh, fracture in his shin. And then uh, my starting left fielder, who's been an all-conference player each of the last two years, slid into third base two weeks ago and tore a ligament in his thumb. And so it's just – it's been a, you know, opening day. The, that was three, four, five, and nine in my lineup. So, wow. you know, that that's tough to overcome. Uh, it you is. Know, and, and, and now – you know, I'm fortunate that I'm four years in because we're we're better set up to handle it now than we were my first year here. Uh, you know, you, opportunity to recruit a little bit each year. I've had some guys, some pleasant surprises come off my bench and uh, and really contribute and, and do a good job. Um, you know, we're a little lighter with the bat and so forth, and we have less flexibility. Uh, I think that's one of the things is less flex, less guys that can we can move around as much as we can, but. You know, I, I think to our credit, our guys are, are really battling. Um, we pitch it pretty well on the weekends. We've been leading the league in pitching and defense on the weekend, you know, in conference games. And, uh, you know, we our, our midweek pitching has taken a little bit of a step back with, you know, our, our top guy out. But, uh, you know, I, I credit our guys. You know, I think that we're second in the league right now. Um, when we recruit them here, we talk about competing nationally, playing a great schedule. You know, we want to be in a regional, and uh, you know we're going to schedule accordingly. And the two things I talk about in our very first meeting in the fall: how hard we play, how hard we compete, are non-negotiable. You know, and you know I don't care if we lose a hundred to nothing or or three to two. Uh, you know, I want teams to look at us and say, Hey, you play upstate, you got to get all 27 outs. They're going to compete for all nine innings. That's and, right. you know, so that that's important. I think our guys have bought into that. And, and I think we feel like we've got to be the most competitive team on the field every day. And our guys have done a pretty good job of that, especially in conference uh, so far. And um, yeah, you got to have some pleasant surprises and, and you got to, we've kind of had to reinvent our, who we are a little bit offensively, who I thought we were going to be, you know, with those four bats that I'm missing, which all four were, you know, physical guys that capable of leaving the ballpark and to where we're, you know, we've got to play a little more of the small ball. We've got to, we've got to scrap, bunt, hit and run, you know, situational hitting is more premium premium and we got to defend. We really got to defend. And, and we're fortunately we're capable of that. You know, my infield is, is a really good infield. Uh, you know, my center fielder can really go get it and, you know, we, we've done a good job, and then my weekend guys have done a good job filling up the strike zone. Yeah, no, it's great. Listen, you can look at it two ways. I mean, obviously, you want to win. I mean, the goal is yeah. to win every year. It doesn't matter. But the silver lining is that you're getting guys who normally probably wouldn't be in the lineup, in the lineup. so you're getting, you know, good development there. But, yeah, you, you can't replace three, four. Was it three, four? Three, five, four, five. Nine. Three, four, yeah. five, and nine. And nine holes oh. lead – Nine holes a three-year guy for me. I, right. I he's not a typical nine hole, but I hit him ninth because he's a he hits for a lot of power and he walks a lot. He strikes out a little bit, but he walks a lot. And, I, and nine hole is a spot I want a guy that gets on that's going to be on a lot for the front and uh, he doesn't clog the bases and and you know he, so you know that, we lost a lot of productivity. Uh, yeah, you know with those those four guys. So um, you know. It, Fortunately, we got some guys stepping up, and we're competing, and and we're not going to throw in the towel. We're going to compete, so that's, right. that's what we got to do. Absolutely. And and on that, Mike, I mean, what what intangibles do you look at when recruiting some of these guys? Like, is it mentality? Is it knowledge of the game? Like, what what is it? I like. I like uh, it. Let me just. Can I just throw on top yeah. of that? So you know, you're talking about you know toughness, right? That I mean, all you ask is guys go out and compete. 
Mm-hmm. So if you can get in a fight, you want the other guy to know that you're in a yeah. fight. So that's a yeah. that's a tough that's a that sixth tool is tough to evaluate when you go into just combines or seeing guys a couple times. Do you have any formula to add on to you know with that with Andrew's question? Well, I tell you, um, I heard this the other day on the radio, and I, and I heard a word for it, and, and I thought it was really good uh, because we've always talked about competing, uh, competitive stamina. You know, competitive stamina as a baseball player is. I think is really important. Uh, you know, we have a law in our games. You know, you know, we, we, our pitching staff might walk the ballpark. You know, we might be find ourselves behind six nothing before we bat in the first. But I mean, game's not over. We got to compete. And and I talk to my guys all the time. Hey, you want to be a pro? You know, don't tell me you want to you want to be a pro, but you can't practice every day. You can't get after it every day because right. I mean, you play pro ball playing 140 games in 150 days or whatever it is, you know, there aren't many days off. Uh, and, and if you're taking a day off when you're supposed to be playing, you're going to be out of pro ball pretty quick. So I think uh, competitive stamina is something that we talk about. Uh, you know, I, I like, you know, when we go recruiting, I'd much rather see a kid playing in a game and playing against high end competition. And uh, if I get to see a kid multiple times, I want to see him good. I, obviously I got need to see him good to, to know I, he can play for us but then i want to see us see a struggle too see how they handle it see what the maturity is uh you know if you get to, if you're fortunate enough to see kids enough times and you can see the good the bad in the middle and can determine that all right he can he can represent us the right way on a bad day then all right then, then he's probably got a good chance of being a good fit so that's uh that's something we you know, how hard we play, how hard we compete, or just, uh, you know, if, and that's the thing I think with travel ball this day and age is so many tournaments now, they don't have a winner. You know, it's showcase ball. Yep. And, and I, I hate that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we, it's something we do in the fall. And we chart wins and losses for every position player on our team, you know. So, like, we try to have some form of competition every day. Uh, some days there might be, uh, you know, two teams and one team wins and, and one team loses. And, you know, each member of that winning team is getting a, getting a, a one and oh for the day and everybody else getting an 0 one. And so when you have a small sample size, I don't think it it doesn't mean that much. But at the end of the fall, when you've had 30 different competitions and wow, look at this, our shortstop, you know, who's one of the most competitive guys on my team, he's 21 and nine. You know, and, you know, I think I think it comes out, you know, when when you uh, when you keep track of that. And so that's something that we do on a daily basis is just from when, a- I, was, when I was with Seattle and we finished the season 500. The games I started at short, we were 16 games over. And I questioned him, why are you playing Omar Vizquel? <laughs> yeah, I have better hands than like, uh, Shape, you know, get, get back to the end of the bench, dude. Get, back to the, yeah, get out of my face. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're uh, you know, I, that's interesting you say that about because I've always I've always been a fan of Legion baseball, mm-hmm. but it just got run over, you know, because you you yeah. are playing for something, and yeah. now it just seems to be that that game where. Guys are going to get their reps before they before they move on to uh, mm-hmm. um, to the next level. And unfortunately, about that is that it's it's fun. It's a good time. It's relaxed. But yep. they don't understand. And this is you know. So you know, 
with Dylan, uh, and Mac was part of that process with him too. And thank you for that. Um, always appreciative of that. Um, uh, Dylan, you know, with his injury and graduating him early and rehabbing right now, we we've gone to see games and people don't realize there is a major difference between the speed of the game from high school to college baseball, especially That's division right. one. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's, there's a, there's a difference and it graduates up into pro ball, but it's, the the gap between high school and college baseball is phenomenal. Yeah. So we go out and we watch them. We're watching these games, and we're like Dylan, do you see this? You see how he attacks at the ball. You see, you know, you see how these pitchers get the ball. You see the velocity. You see all this other thing. The speed of the game is completely different. Sure. So I think that's in the silver lining for this. You know, is is he's been watching that and understanding that and visualizing where these guys come out of the Legion ball. They show up on campus as a freshman in the fall and all of a sudden, you know, they're like, how, you know, how has this happened? You know, you know, am I not that good? You're that good. You just haven't adjusted to the speed of the game. Yet. Well, yeah, I think it's even harder today. It's harder today than obviously when Shafe and I played, but you know, when Todd played, you know, is because college baseball is older now. You know, yeah. COVID's forced that the transfer portal, all that stuff. College baseball is older and, you know, like this, my teammate, I've got these kids out for the year. They're going to, you know, three of them can medically redshirt. Uh, two of them were supposed to be done. Now they're coming back. Uh, you know, I mean, I look around my field to next year and, you know, I got to say, okay, at first base, that guy will be 23. My second baseman, 24. My shortstop, 24. My left fielder, 23. And you start saying, hey, how does an eighteen-year-old just out of high school that's played a little travel ball hasn't played for keeps, you know, thinks he's pretty good? How's he gonna grab a grab a job right away? You know, and and that's something that we talk about, and we talk about it right from the beginning of the fall. You know, is you know, got, everybody wants to come in and win a job. I said, look at that guy, that guy that started a position you played last year. That's back. He's older than you. He's stronger than you. He's had more, got more experience than you, but the ultimate thing is he's outworking you. How are you going to take his job? You know, because I think that's the hardest thing for the freshmen to learn is they're all good workers on their high school team, you know, but then they get here and every guy on our team was a good worker on their high school team. And then they got here and realized, well, I don't work as hard as I thought I did. And uh, then they really see get exposed to work habits, and some some acclimate to it quicker than others. And but I can tell you, the quicker you acclimate to it, the quicker you get in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, you know, Matt, you know, Shafe and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is you know, obviously, the high school with the transfer portal, the high school athlete, uh, especially position player, is kind of at a deficient uh, step from the beginning yeah. because you know the kids go in the portal. I mean, for you, you know, if you have a kid from you know, we use Mississippi State before. Let's say you have a kid who wants to transfer from Mississippi State who's played two years in the SEC and and he's got three years of eligibility or are you going to take a high school kid? I mean, so you can understand why colleges look to get these older kids, stronger kids, mm-hmm. especially offensively, than getting a high school kid. And Shafe and I, you know, we do a lot with, uh, you know, helping assistance and recruiting and we we help a bunch of kids and and, and it's hard. It's a, it's yeah. a hard environment for these kids. Um, it is. Touch on, yeah, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I think it's very challenging, and I, and and I think, well, two things I think the portal's done. One is, if you if you got a coach, you know, at a, at a school, and you know maybe he's on the hot seat a little bit, he's going to portal it up. I mean, he's worried about winning right now. 
So he's going to yep. portal it up. And uh, he's he doesn't have time for a freshman to develop. Uh, you know, we've you know, we've got a few guys in the portal. We don't uh, – and most of ours we've hit, you know, like they've been a, a good fit, like uh, a former player of mine coached him in high school or a former player knew him or one somebody we had in our program currently or just recently graduated, you know, was friends with him, talked about the experience of playing in our program. So, you know, we've had some power five guys come in here and be able to fit right in, not act like they're ab- above everything because it's USC upstate. It's not USC. Because there's a difference, and I think kids adjusting to that. Um, but I will say this: I think one one of you, I saw one of y'all's questions. Uh, you know, what separates us from a mid uh, as a mid major from a power fives? And and I think uh, a couple of things. One, I mean, nobody's going to put more pressure on me to win and be competitive than I am. But I don't have the same pressure that Mark Kingston has, or Monty Lee has had, uh, you know, or Eric Bakich has, you know, so, uh, you know, if I'm 500 this year with, you know, a bunch of my half my lineup out for the year, I I don't, I'm not worried I'm getting fired next year. Uh, You know, so there's not the same pressure, but there's the same desire here, but I think it allows us, we're about development. I think that's one of the biggest things is we're about development. Uh, And, we talk all the times, you know, when you get here, we're going to coach you up. We're going to coach you up and you got to get better. And so like, that's why I think some of the portal guys that have come in for us have worked because they were coming in to be coached and they understood we were going to get coached. Whereas maybe the power five, they were at, you know, they have so many players. It's, it's not about developing as much as, you know, you got, you got 30 hitters. It was just sorted out. The guys that hit the best hit the most, you know, are, are going to be in the lineup and, uh, so I think that's where we separate ourselves, you know, the time and effort and energy we put into development with our guys. And, and uh, truth be told, I like the young guys. I think the, it pays the dividends down the road two, three years later. Uh, if you can if you can have the right blend so that they can contribute as freshmen, but they don't have to carry the load as freshmen because they're not ready to, but they can get their feet wet and be ready to take a bigger role each and every year. So I think that's what kind of separates us from, you know, some power fives when it comes to the portal and, and way of doing things. So we're talking about the portal, but now that there's a new rule also, we're talking about the high school kids and there's uh, that the NC that the NCAA just dumped out. Like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't see that coming. Did you guys see that coming? You guys knew it was in the hopper. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that was, uh, I mean, I knew there'd been discussion, but uh, I was a little surprised by it was okay with it. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect USC upstate very much, you know, but, uh, but was okay with it. I mean, I, I just, uh, I think the kids are, some of the kids are naive to commit to a college at, you know, as a freshman in high school, um, you're not even driving yet and you're already picking out your college. Uh, you know, it seems a little, even eighth graders. Yeah. 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 So this seems a little naive, but, and then, because there is more pressure at those power fives than there is at my level. Um, you know, those coaches, you know, schools, programs come in there, you know, the kids, a uh, summer before senior year of high school hadn't developed like they thought. And then at that point, the kids 
out looking for a new school because the school decommits from them. And you just see it all the time. I mean, uh, you know, I think for every eighth grader that commits early uh, like that, you know, there's probably one or two that are looking for a new school by the time they get to college. 60, 63% is the, is the, is the number. Is that what it is? Kids that commit early are decommitted or. Yeah. Right. Well, that's about right. I said, I said I felt like one out of every three would work, yeah. so I was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So. you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can figure I can figure things in batting average numbers. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I know. I'll give you a ballpark figure. That's accurate. <laughs> Somewhere around. I had the number in my head. Yeah, it looks about right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I checked it on uh, baseball. I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, before this ruling, you know, the Power Five school or whoever, whatever schools were committing eighth graders, freshmen, what have you, there was no, uh, the risk reward was there, right? Right. Because they're the ones who held the cards. Well, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an overcommit and, and commitment really isn't commitment until, right, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they're just going to, you know, let's just load them up and that takes that guy off the market. if he pans Yeah, out. it takes no, him off the not. market and he has his day on social media, but uh, he's I blessed. mean, he's blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought the funny, funny thing, and I knew this would happen, but as soon as that was announced, I told my assistants, I said, watch, there's going to be a flurry of 26s committing in the next 24 hours. Yeah. And there was, if you followed it, there was, there was a flurry of them committing in the next 24 hours. He's like, oh, this coach, I I can't talk to him anymore for two more years. I better commit to him. So, uh, it is what it is. So. No, it's a, it's a grind. It's a grind on our end. And, you know, obviously, you know, we, I, I personally, and I know Todd and, you know, Andrew being involved with USA baseball with us, we see a lot of talent that, you know, we have the ability to reach out and say, you know, Hey, you know, Hey Mac, we got a player that, you know, we mm-hmm. like, you know, we think yeah. he can the program doesn't always end up that way. It's still final yeah. decision may not be a spot, may not be somebody that, that, you know, fits the style that he wants to coach in. But um, how valuable is that out there to have, you know, you know, people that, that you can, you can trust, you know, oh, can... it's, it's extremely invaluable. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, depend, especially during the COVID portion, uh, when you couldn't go off campus for a year and a half there or whatever, I mean, you were re- relying on video as well as your contacts. And, and we, we had a really good, uh, and we, you know, we were in our, just completing our first year of, in the program here when that hit. So you talk about an important recruiting class that we couldn't go off campus. So we were fortunate to hit uh, on a really good recruiting class based mo- mostly on uh, contacts and, and video. And that's tough to do. It's nervous time for coaches because you, you, you want to see them. But uh, I think if, if you've – and I think the, the better your programs, the, the more straightforward and honest you are, you know uh, – and reputation you have, the more I think that uh, you can trust people and they can trust you and, and you get recommendations, things like that. I think it goes a long way. And uh, you know, I think that's where if, you, if you're in the business long enough and you do things the right way, you, hopefully it's going to benefit you down the road with, you know, some of those recommendations and calls on players. But, uh, you know, being able to talk to a travel coach, uh, you know, a scout, you know, a former player, whatever it is, uh, somebody that may, maybe doesn't have a dog in the fight as far as anything to gain by that kid playing for you just thinks it'd be a good fit for you that goes a long ways yeah listen i mean at the end of the day i mean you see it i we all see it kids get missed 
I mean, yeah. uh, you, know, I, you know, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't want to go out here and say names, but I mean, I, I see, you know, just helping out the school, I help out. There's kids going to school that for me, like I, you know, I think they're, they're, they're better than, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying yeah. that in a, in a bad way. It just, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, you would think like when I played, you know, there was no Twitter, there was no, Mm -hmm. You know, all these other services out there and, and, you know, it was kind of, you know, you play Legion ball, you go to team one showcase and that was it, you know, and, and, um, it, it was, it was understandable if you got missed, but kids get yeah. missed and like, you know, and so that's good that you, that you said that, that you do trust, you know, people out there to, for referrals and, and, you know, because that's important. Um, mm -hmm. So Max, so what is the best setting for you to recruit? I mean, obviously we, we hear from a lot of colleges that coming to the camps is the most important, or we like seeing you in an in-game setting. We like seeing you at a showcase. What is the best way for you to see a kid? Uh, I think an in-game setting is the best. Uh, you know, the issue with camps are good. Camps are a good way to evaluate some tools, but quite often you don't get to match kids up against, you know, superior, you know, good pitching or, or evaluate them with other really good players. They're usually not a wealth of those uh, at, in the camp setting, but, uh, you know, seeing two good teams play, you know, uh, I mean, like a pitcher, I, I like to see a pitcher pitching against another good pitcher, you know? So like, I mean, he knows, Hey, I got to bring it today. Cause that guy's going to bring it today. So, you know, guys going toe to toe or, or seeing guys in a, in a high school playoff scenario where they got to compete and, you know, it's winter, winter go home. Uh, I think that's worth a lot and, uh, appreciate the opportunity of doing that and and no other college coaches there that's the best you know what i mean <laughs> no d2 and d3 guys yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know yeah. what i mean i've been a d2 head coach i've been a college head coach hey there's good coaches at every level um and uh and there, you know there's a lot of lot, a lot of great coaches at d2 level that just have never been division one head coaches but you know it's, could be very successful it was funny. It's a good story. This past summer, um, I, I met Mac at uh, East Cobb and we were watching some of the games at WWBA and we go down to one of the side fields and Mac wants to see this pitcher throw and there was no one there. All of a sudden, Miami, North Carolina. Uh, the phones rang. Yeah. Clemson, all these coaches yeah. started coming. He's like, well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So how at sidebar, so, you, you know, you've had uh, – You've definitely had one of our players along uh, over the years, uh, Michael yeah. Patrick, and that was yeah. uh, that was a special human being. You had him, you had him when they were there at Winthrop for a period, and then transferred over to uh, Moorhead. Yeah, um, he's deaf. Oh, wow. yeah, and uh, and the, the thing that I always found phenomenal about Michael, he's deaf, but he would read balls off the bat as well as anybody in the outfield, like without wow. hearing That's without amazing. hearing the sound. Um, yeah, just amazing and a great kid. Wow, um, and, so, and and could read lips from. From a, oh yeah, can read was... lips from a, a hundred yards away. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what he couldn't hear is when you're throwing BP and he's he's like the last swing of the round when you said coming out. If yeah. he didn't if he didn't square that <laughs> one up, he always stayed in there for another one. Like he didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to take what you have and you got to play play it to the utmost. We had him, we were down in East Cobb one year and. Uh, and I've had Michael since he was 12. Phenomenal uh -huh. kid, right? And, yeah. he, and, he, and he talks. I mean, he's, yeah. he speaks. Good and, kid, uh, yeah. And he's, he's clear. But he came up to me one day and, you know, and he speaks like, you know, he has a hearing deficiency or whatever. And 
And uh, he had a mouthful of sunflower seeds, and he's talking to me. I'm like, dude, I can't understand you with nothing in your mouth. You need to get that out. How's how uh, how's Nick Hoffman doing? He's uh, he's one of good. our guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hoff's uh, my volunteer assistant. Really good. Uh, great work habits. Uh, and to, and I would say that for any young coach getting into profession, don't be afraid to work. And as the volunteer, I mean, you get to kind of get your hands in a lot of different things. And uh, I think he's learned a lot. He's brought a lot to us. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, and, you know, he, he's great because, I, you know, I don't want a yes man. I'll ask him his opinion yeah. uh, on things, and he's not afraid to offer his opinion. You know, we don't always don't always go with his idea. But, uh, you know, it, it's at the same time, I think you want to have a voice as a coach. And uh, I'm really happy to have him in my program. No, so how, you know, that it's a great point because kids that want to get into the coaching ranks, you don't walk in as a paid assistant. No. You know, you're, 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 you're a volley. You're being hazed. It's like going into a fraternity. And you, <laughs> yeah. you And when yeah. Mike said, well, you don't get all the best jobs, you get the crap jobs, dude. Yeah. yeah. You get the worst jobs that, that he's done along the way and he doesn't, have, I mean, yeah. ever have to do anymore. But how how valuable is a good volley to a person? Oh, it's, it's incredible. It, it really is. I mean, uh, especially one of the things I wanted, you know, in hiring Nick is I wanted a, a coach that could help out on both sides of the ball. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah. good work habits can help on both sides of the ball because, hey, some days my recruiting coordinator, you know, is our, who is our hitting coach, is out of town. Uh, some days my pitching coach is out of town recruiting. So, uh, you know, he, he could step right in and run our bullpens, you know, and, and there'll be times in the fall, especially uh, early fall when we're recruiting that, all of us are out except for him and you know he's running individuals and and so uh and i think that's that's invaluable to have a guy you can trust and, and the guys players respect and uh it goes a long way for your for your development of your players these guys don't understand they you better love the game no you better yeah. love the game if you're going to jump in there and uh mm -hmm. and, and and be a volley because the volley job doesn't just flip out the next year you could be a volley for several years oh sure yeah. Um, yeah you know but you better you better love the game and nick has always been that you know nick has mm -hmm. been that kid when he since he was 12 years old he's just uh special mm -hmm. so i'm glad i'm glad he's with you and and um no, yeah. Now, yeah, does actually just kind of piggybacking off that. Now, the third paid coach is that coming into effect uh, this year or next year? Yeah, I think uh, August one. Uh, that position okay. cannot recruit until August, I believe. Uh, but and and honestly, you know, I hired Nick last fall, uh, last summer rather, and uh, and knew that this rule was probably coming in. And you know, Nick had. I got to know Nick a little bit just because he was on the road recruiting all the time when he was at SMC. And, and I know they didn't have a recruiting budget and he's going out on his own dime and things like that. And which tells you a lot about a coach is just the yeah. fact that winning's important to him. Uh, and uh, so, you know, and, and he wasn't afraid of the grind of recruiting. So uh, I partially recruited or uh, hired him with in mind that at some point that position is going to allow going to be allowed to recruit and i've got a guy that's one recruited and has experience but two is not afraid to get on the road and work at the recruiting because you know at the end of the day we got to have players i mean uh mm -hmm. you can be the greatest tactician but uh you still gotta have the jimmies and joes that's right i'll tell you um matthew curtis with them mm -hmm. yep. so you so on espn we love, like i said i love espn plus yeah, so, you know, you watch ESPN Plus not because of the teams that uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I want to watch this team. I watch it because of the players that we, yeah, sure. you know, we've been around and uh, yeah. 
great kid, great family. And yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I watch him and now he's pitching on the weekends, which is, uh, yeah. which is good. He had, a, he threw well against, uh, with the Clemson, right? I mean, he, he was, yeah. the, uh, that was kind of his first. He, yeah. He got the winning actually got, I believe he got the win against Clemson. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's having a nice freshman year. He's like four and two. I mean, uh, pitching on the weekend and honestly, his ERA is about a seven something, but take away uh, uh, two. He started against South Carolina at uh, Floor Field, and and we had sure. two balls that two balls that we misplayed on the up against the monster that we, yep. we should have caught, and yep. instead they instead they hit the wall about four feet up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw the replays. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. So yeah, I mean, we, I mean, his ERA, his ERA looks a lot worse just because of. You know, he kind of got torched. You know, obviously that lineup is one that you yeah. can't give him extra outs. And uh, I think they had a five out, five out inning against yeah. us. And so yep. they're going to make you pay. And so consequently, so did his numbers. But not a really nice freshman year to this point. He's got a bright future. You know, it's good. been a good worker. He's put on about 25 pounds since he got on campus. Now he's That's still great. he's still hiding it. He's kids so tall. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, but I mean, yeah. but he has put on about twenty. Yeah, you got to get him a tighter uniform. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, he's just a he's a, just a you know big tall drink uh, that's you know got. I was joking. He's got arms down to his ankles. You know. Yeah, which, I know. You got you got another, you got another kid coming in that he never played in our organization, but we've seen this kid all along the way. He's a hell of a football player. Hell of a football player. And I thought that's where he was going to go in uh, Cooper Zona. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That is yeah. that is that is one of the yeah. the best athletes. Is one of the most physical athletes yeah. I've seen at the high school level. And, and pure hitters yeah. in this area. For and sure. just yeah. you know, if he dive, if he dives into this game, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a projectable kid to have an opportunity at the, at the, at the next level. Agreed. Um, yeah, we're so, yeah. we're excited we're excited about Coop. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you know football has probably always been his passion. You know, yeah. his first yep. love. You know, but I think he come to recognize that you know he was fortunate you know played in the shrine bowl played some big all-star games and uh you know i think he came to realize that his ceiling is higher in baseball and and uh uh you know so i i we're excited you know when he becomes a full-time baseball guy you know as to as to what he what maybe he can become for us so yeah i think uh, i think his dad's happy he's a baseball guy yeah so yeah. That's right. yeah 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 so yeah Garrett, and winthrop grad yeah. too Played yeah, at Winthrop. His dad did. His dad did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, he sure did. It. Yeah, I didn't realize yep. he played at Winthrop. Yeah, good. So uh, you guys got Radford coming in. Radford this weekend, yes, sir. Yeah, we had uh, we had Alex on a few weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. uh, there's the you know there's this fresh coaching blood, first yeah. Division one uh, head yeah. coaching job. That that's yeah. been an interesting uh, that's been an interesting dynamic up there with Radford over the past couple of years. The transition there just seems like that could be a better program than it has been. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Alex is. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it will become that. I think. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of the drama out of that program, uh, yeah. you know, going forward. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Alex recognized this first year was going to be a challenge and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, I think that's the beauty of recruiting in the portal and so forth. You got a chance to change that pretty quickly. Yeah, because I've, I've seen, you know, you but before the portal was there, I mean, you go into Moorhead in 2013, you're 16 and 40. Mm-hmm. And then you turn it around in a year to 38 to 28, and that's without a portal. Pretty impressive, yeah. right? And then USC Upstate, the COVID year, 13 and 5. Looked like you guys are getting off to a pretty good start. But then next year you come back 13, 37 and 16. Um, and then that basically that's when the portal just started to open yeah. up. But, yeah. You know, the Moorhead thing is, is impressive. Well, you know, it's uh, 
I, I was fortunate that I was, was a, a GA there, my first coaching job. And, and I, so I had a little bit of idea of the route we had to go and, um, you know, the way to, way to do it. And I mean, we were, we were blue collars. They come, I mean, we had, we had nothing to offer a kid other than very affordable school. We were cheap, you know? So, uh, a lot of our roster were kids that they needed the, the cheap education. Uh, and, uh, but no, we, the we, cheap, the, the cheap cost of education. cost of the education. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheap education, man. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. The cheap cost. I mean, the cost of attendance was very, very small compared to many other institutions. And that's really all we had to offer. So we ended up with a lot of middle-class blue collar kids that, I mean, we were tough kids and, and we competed and, uh, you know, we played in one of the most hitter friendly ballparks in the country that, you know, was, I mean, you know, we called it arena ball, you know, cause it was, you know, <laughs> high walls and so forth. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, it was a different brand of baseball, but, uh, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. Uh, and we we're fortunate, uh, you know, to go to regional 15 and then again, an 18 come down to the Clemson regional. And, and, uh, it was, uh, I'm really proud of what we accomplished there, but at the same time, having spent so much time in the Carolinas was excited about the opportunity to get back, uh, down here to South Carolina because I knew the Southeast is where college baseball is at and it's a bigger deal, just means more. And, uh, you know, when I, when I was at, uh, Moorhead, you know, I mean, we beat Kentucky, we beat uh, Tennessee, we beat some of those people and, you know, it, you know, it's like it hardly even got noticed, you know, we came here and, you know, a second year we beat Clemson, you know, we beat South Carolina last year, beat Clemson again this year and just, the notoriety it gets for your program is just because it means more down here. And, uh, uh, so excited to, uh, you know, to be back in the South Carolina weather for sure. My, 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 my last question, my last question, then you guys take over from here. Cause it's my mind. So how important is Juco baseball right now? I think it's important. I, I think every level is important. Uh, I think that Juco baseball is an opportunity for some freshmen that maybe aren't going to get the at bats, you know, at our level to get at bats and be ready to, you know, to ready to play at this level as whether it be as a sophomore or a junior. So, so Mac, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a, a really difficult question uh, right. just because I played on one of those teams, but uh, you've been around a long time, coached a lot of teams. What is, what is the best team you ever coached? Oh, you're saying you were on one of the oh, best? Oh, boy. <laughs> wait, wait, listen, wait, 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 let him talk. Let the man talk. <laughs> That's a tough that's a tough, uh, tough question there. You I know. think it's an easy answer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're going to insinuate that anytime we write a lineup out and Todd Friedman's in it, I, I don't think you, you can't call that the greatest team I ever coached. I didn't say yeah, Todd Friedman. We, 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 this was a program changer, man. He yes, was. Hey, hey, Todd hit one, had one of the biggest hits in Winthrop history. Uh, game tying double in the '99 regional at Auburn uh, against Tulane. You know awesome. that we're down to our last, down to our last strike, uh, last out. I don't know if it was last strike, but I know we were down to our last out. Um, and uh, out of nowhere, hit a double, scored a runner from first on that, and uh, tied the game. And then we end up uh, beating Tulane in extra innings, and uh, uh, it was really a. You know, and then we went to another regional in 2001, uh, you know, for Todd. And that was – and really, you know, his 2002, his senior year, that was a good team, but it, yeah. it 
I was talking to one of your old teammates, Todd Leathers, the other day. Uh, you know, my team right now we was talking about how your senior year, how hobbled we were. You know, yeah. uh, you you were banged up. Todd Leathers was banged up. I mean, we just were so banged up, and that's kind of been us a little bit this year. You know, it's like it's a good team, but you don't have you can't play all the cards. You know, right. So, uh, 100%. But yeah, Todd was on one of the best ones I've ever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're done. Okay. That's it. We close the show now. He's happy. Don't sleep well tonight. Well, Mac, man, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Now you got uh, game prep. We're probably going about one o'clock. But uh, yeah. um, thank you for the insight and uh, the friendship and the you know the networking, all that good stuff yeah. that uh, has been going on for the years here. So um, absolutely, Pre- best. Pre- yeah, appreciate you guys having me. All right, yeah, we'll keep it going, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Okay. okay. Good luck this Take weekend, care. Mac. Take care. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. That was awesome. So, yeah. hey, yeah. did you see Simpson? Did you see Simpson put yeah. up his name? Like, he, he there said, was five he, of them, right? Yeah, he said, I needed, like, more than 28 days in anger management. I'm a little <laughs> bit upset with that one, dude. You know, you just vouched 20, for me that I was okay. 28 days. Huh? 28 yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a whole other story. Sometimes. It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I almost didn't make it through two because the bounces were – they got bounces in there now. <laughs> They got big dudes that'll hurt you. Yeah. That's it sounds scary. <laughs> it was scary. I thought it was a country club when I first got there because I arrived like 4 30 in the morning. Man, like this place is nice. I can hang out here for 28 days. Uh, On the cliffs of the Palisades. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh yeah, that was that's good insight, man. Yeah. He's a good human being. You know, it's it, again, it's certain guys like when we went through the recruiting process with Dylan. Yeah. You know, we went to places where I knew the coaches and I knew the personality of the coaches, and I knew that. You know, the number one priority is yet yeah, it's not winning. I mean, winning is a big part of our makeup because that's who we are, right? We, we're out there to compete. But in reality, it's, it's the players. And what he said before you got here um, is that he doesn't have guys jumping in the portal. Yeah, that's he has guys coming back. So that says a lot about the person that I'm, you're playing for. Especially if, listen, if you're a mid-major player who's really who has a really good season, I mean – a power five school is going to notice and right. that that kid can easily go in the portal and go to sure. a power five school. Yeah. You see it. So yeah. that, that speaks but he a lot. creates a good experience. Oh, the kid, l- listen, a good experience. And that's firsthand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, first, firsthand feedback here is that he, he's the ultimate players coach. Yeah. Love play for him. You'll jump, you'll, you'll drive through a wall for him, right. you know, and, and, and you say, you talk about winning. I mean, he wins everywhere he goes. Yeah. I know. He it's goes amazing. to, he goes to Lander. He wins. He goes to Lewisburg. Yep. wins Eastern program more Moorhead two Turn. regionals at Moorhead yeah. State. Listen, man, I mean sixteen yeah. and forty, and come back the next yeah. year and be thirty. What is it? Thirty? What did I say? Thirty-eight and twenty-eight. Yeah, glasses on. Yeah, thirty-seven you know? and sixty. I can't even read my yeah, writing when they're on. So that was like, I'm like up there, like scribbling. Like, did I write yeah. that? It looks you like know? Sanskrit. Yeah, it is. It's brutal. <laughs> my, my 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 wife calls me a serial killer because it's how I write, like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what, yeah. what a great dude yeah. and uh, yeah that's great you know looking forward to it and you know it's it, it enhances where we're going you and i yeah with uh you know with what we're doing and we'll make that announcement here pretty soon for sure you know, yeah but, but we are going to be involved in the recruiting space uh todd and i and, and doing th- certain things um we've been doing it long enough and yes you know and now with this new rule it's it, it's we got a lot of education to do, you know. Right. Not cheap education. Like- <laughs> cheap education. Education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Listen, we, you know, pit relationships are what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Right. And if, if you can help foster a, a, a player and a coach together, you can create that 
that connection. I mean, that's there's a lot of value to that. Yeah, you listen, you have, you have to make the connection, and it doesn't know it's not always going to end up what you want it to be. Right. But you want that, you know, you want them to like, you know, it does. Not every player fits in every scenario, right? 100%. Just and that's the delusion now. So you know, the numbers are going to be small of high school kids going. I mean, high school kids still have to go into college baseball to, you know, to it's a machine. It'll always be 11,000 a year, but it may not be, you know, where they think they're going to go. Right. And, you know, perfect example, Mitchell Salvino, right? Mitchell Salvino comes out of high school. I thought he was a D1 athlete, a D1 D1 player, but I knew he wasn't D1 physically. Right. So we took him up to Davidson because that was one of the schools, high academic. And I said, you know, we sat there and we watched him practice. And I said, do you look like any of those guys? And he's like, no. So he ends up going through a Division three school. COVID comes, gets an extra year of COVID, gets a free year. That's the free year, the COVID year and the free year. He's got two years left. He's now 6'3", 2, 210, and he's going to Wake, and he's going to finish his baseball career at Wake Forest, getting right. his master's degree two years. So, you know, there's different avenues that you have sure. to take, and it may not be the ideal avenue, but if you love to play this game, if you think the uniform is going to make you, you know, or make your experience better or not better, the chances are if you're going to go to that higher level now, like Max saying, you got you know, to explain this to Dylan, you know, like you right. might not be on the field your freshman year, but you better work hard to be there the next year. You, know, you, got, you, got, you got a lot to learn. So, you know, go where you got a chance to play, you know, and, uh, you know, and do it. You know, Zach Jennings going to Brunswick. I think that is a great play. I think this right. kid is a division one outfielder. Right. I think he's a mid-major outfielder, no doubt about it. You know, missed or whatever, you know, it just, or just, you know, outfielders are the last guys to go anyway, you know, right. unless you're just just crazy athletic center fielder that's going to go to a power five but he's going to go to brunswick you know with with a great guy and robbie allen and he's going to get a chance to be on the field and he's going to get battle tests for a couple of years and i bet you ends up in a d1 program listen you go where you want it mm-hmm. it's very simple you go where you want it because that 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 relation if you force yourself on the you know and listen you can walk on you can you know i mean 100 percent. but i mean you want to go where the coaching staff knows who you wants you yeah. you know wants you there and that's 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 the most and you want to make thing. sure that they, and you want to play it, 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 it's the coach has to match your personality. You have right. to be, you know, because there's going to be some tough times. There's going to be some, some stuff where you're going to get stepped on, yeah. you know, and you got to understand that if he's going to step on me, it's not because he dislikes me. It's because he cares. And that's right. You know, short term, but all right. So Andrew, anything else? Almost a week away. One week away from the golf tourney, baby. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I got a ringer team. Do you? No. <laughs> Globber's not playing with you. No, I had to trade Globber because of a, Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to, um, I got to just play with Glauber got traded. He got traded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won't get into it. <laughs> so Glauber's on a ringer team. That, of, of course. Of course. So yeah. Glauber's on. And then uh, Brian Curtis will bring a ringer team. So okay. they'll, they'll be. I got a ringer team. And, yeah, Andrew. Andrew I've is t- I've but two- somehow, Andrew's the only player on that team, and they end up somewhere winning something. So <laughs> oh, it does it every won. year. No. Every year. Footwedge Zyke. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll get them on the green. We just got to make some bucks. That's right. Yeah, that's yep. it. So, Name of the game. That, that is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Another one of our fundraisers, the gala coming up. So, so, you know, the gala this year. We're still working on Parker Bird. We're hoping that Parker Bird. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be yeah, phenomenal? That would be great. Uh, we, but we, Morris Madden will be one of them. Good. Um, oh, uh, great. Spirit of the game. Yeah. Well-deserving for many years. For sure. And uh, uh, Greg Simmons. We're still going to oh, go. We're still going to. Fantastic. We had asked Greg when he was alive. And. Uh, he was, you know, he was thrilled that we were going to oh, do it. Great. And then, so I've talked to Tyler. Tyler I told good. Tyler that we still want to go down that, go down that road. So, and we're doing it at Knight Stadium this year. So we've moved away from Ballantyne. We're going to go back downtown with the baseball environment. Oh, that's, that's a great that's idea. That's where we started it. That's a great that's idea. where we started. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And Tom Walter was our very first uh, recipient of the Spirit of the Game Award. And wow. uh, 
That's know, great. Awesome. Looking so, forward to it. Well, listen, man, everybody, thank you again. Yep. Listen to Schaefer Baseball Report. I am in New York next week. Yeah. I do have a gap in there. So if we want to do this, okay. zoom me in. Maybe. I can... Well, I got, I got... Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, I got to pick up alcohol and stuff at noon on Friday. I got a lot of, a lot of other stuff to run and grab. To well, maybe we got to do I'm it. Maybe K- we can do it. Off. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Kentucky next week. Well, maybe week, we yeah. can do Wednesday or something like that. Just, uh, we, or, or maybe we just. We're going to Palisades Wednesday. Right. Uh, that's right. We can do it from the Palisades. We, we can, can, we can do our own little good, good golf thing. Huh? You watch good, good. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, they're, they're awesome. They're good. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're funny. Good, good. Yeah, I, I, I'm like a golf video monster. <laughs> My game is coming on. Oh, I, I so, played with Shafee. He looked really good. I there's times I got moments. Yeah, I got very moments. Good. I know, was impressed. I got moments. Yep. And I, keep, right. I keep a legitimate score. <laughs> and a legitimate score. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for the Shafee Baseball Report. We'll do it again soon. Peace out.